Welcome to another episode of Ranting and Raving with Yamanika and Friends. It's just me again. It's just me, Yamanika. You know, we're in a pandemic, guys, so I really find it tedious to keep doing Zoom calls with people to try to bring a guest on the podcast. So bear with me. It's just going to be you and I. But trust me, we will have guests again, God willing. And until then, I will come before you with fun and joy, also sometimes disappointment and anger, frustration and angst. I'm still Yamanika, but I'm coming to you today because I wanna talk about a topic that I'm actually having a bit of a struggle with myself. So first I wanna say thank you to everybody who's listening to me on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thank you guys so much for your support. I want to send a special thank you to those of you who are watching me on Patreon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the brand, which is Yamanika. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I thank you guys for rocking with me. You know, the world is still closed up. Um, There's not a lot of content to provide, but I'm providing content where I can. It may all come at one time. Um, as I'm just grabbing as much content as I can share privately with those of you who support me monetarily on Patreon. Um, So please feel free to come over and join Patreon. Um, The money that you guys provide and supporting, it does not only just help the podcast, it helps with a stream of other things that I'm doing to sort of build the brand and make sure that we are moving forward. Um, And you know, a progressive way. I want to continue to bring you guys great content. I want to continue to give you guys things that fuel your mind, which is why I am coming back to the podcast and bringing you guys the podcast. Again, as I've told you, last week's episode was very short. It was about 26 or 27 minutes. The episode before that was a little bit longer. Well, maybe like an hour, almost an hour, maybe it was 45 minutes. I mean, I don't, as long-winded as I am when I have a guest, I'm not generally that long-winded by myself. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I did in these episodes with you guys while we're waiting for the world to open back up is to sort of give you information that helps you think. I'm very appreciative to all of the um, people, especially the women. A few guys reached out to me as well, but a lot of women reached out to me uh, about the episode from two weeks ago where I was very vulnerable and I shared so much um, about my situation Uh, with you guys. And I'm probably going to do a little bit more of that today. Um, I want to also say before I get started with the episode, please make sure that you guys run over to my YouTube page. Um, I have a YouTube page. It is live with Yamanika. You can type in Yamanika official channel, or you can type in Yamanika or live with Yamanika. I do live with Yamanika every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central, and 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are about 26, I think, 26, 27 episodes in. So if you don't get a chance to watch us live, the episodes go active on my YouTube page right after, after it's over. So it is always up for you guys to go back and you can watch all these 
great episodes that we've done thus far. In the beginning, I had a lot of guests. Now I'm sort of doing it by myself. Um, and I just felt it was more authentic. Instead of me bringing somebody in and I wanna looking like I'm talking over people or I'm um, bogarting the conversation, oftentimes I feel like I can just have a conversation with you guys and we kind of can cut, cut to the chase. So please, if you haven't, go like, share and subscribe and hit the notification bell over at my YouTube page. It is much appreciated. I thank you guys so much, so much, so much, so much. Now let's get into it. So today's episode is about control. You know, and it was control is more than a thing that Janet Jackson sang. Control. Da-na-na-na-na. I don't know how much I can sing word wise, so I'm gonna do a lot of humming. <laughs> Cause I don't want them taking this down. But she wanted to be in control. Now a lot of us don't get control when we're kids, right? Like, and that should be the thing. There should be nobody saying, well, I had a lot of control when I was a kid. No, you have guardians, you have parents, and you don't have a lot of control when you are a child. Now, that doesn't mean your parents or your guardians don't give you freedom to make decisions and choices, but those decisions and choices should always be ran by your guardian or your parents. So you don't have a lot of control when you're a kid. And a lot of us seek to get control when we become adults. We have no idea how we're going to get control, do we? We think we understand what control is, but we really don't have any clue. So I'll share something very, very personal on the podcast about control. Because, you know, I'm just illuminating my vulnerabilities here. And I also think that While there are some things that people think they should keep secret, I think my growth and the things that I'm growing through don't have to be hidden. And I'm not embarrassed by them because I'm growing. Now, with that being said, I had a situation where I discovered somebody in my life who is no longer in my life um, who is, who got into another person's life is no longer with that person. Now, granted, I don't, I think it's, this is a very temporary situation. I think it's very temporary because I realize when people, um, remove people from their lives the first time, generally there is a coming together again, and there's a process that happens. And sometimes those relationships go back together and they're stronger, or sometimes the relationships go back together and you go, well, que sera, sera. Now, how I found out about this situation is I think there was some, um, concern, I'm, delicately, I'm gonna speak about other people's situation. Mine, I'll speak about freely, but other people's I'll speak about delicately. And in that situation, I had discovered um, through some people like, you know, well, this happened, that happened. And I'm not gonna lie, I was very curious and I'm not gonna lie, I was optimistic because I felt like I had an opportunity to um, try to get a do-over. And then I realized that I don't. 
not because this person has said anything to me, but because I realized it for myself. The need to have control in a situation doesn't necessarily put you in a situation where you should have control. And I decided I have to give my situation up to God and I cannot control. So I really sat here and I was like, well, maybe I should call or maybe I should text or maybe I should see. And then I said, no, I won't call and I won't text and I won't see because God moves situations the way that he needs to move situations. So I'm learning to give my control to God. Now I know I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble, right? Because a good portion of y'all don't believe in God. Some of you guys do believe in God or a God. You don't believe in the God that I serve. So I also have to talk delicately around these situations because I don't want to turn people off. So if you believe in the universe, then this is the universe. When I say God, that's the universe for you. If you believe in Muhammad, then that's who God is for you. If you believe in Jesus Christ, then that's who's God for you. Or you just believe in a God and that there is a God that controls everything, then that's who I'm talking about. Now, for those people who have faith, right, and faith base, sometimes it's easier to give up. Well, I won't say easier to give up control, but it's more understandable why you would need to get up, give up control because we understand that there is a um, force. I say God. I say Jesus Christ. I say God. Uh, we have a force that is moving, that moves things around. This force, I believe move Donald Trump out of office. Thank you. This force, God, for me, that allows us to make it home safely is moving, right? Some of us don't make it home. Some of us do. Some of us have good times. Some of us have bad times. I think at some point in time, we all have good or bad times. But there's an external force that is moving. And I feel like the more you just lay back and you give to that, which is me laying back, giving to God, the more God will move things in your path and out of your path. The reason why I wanted to break down control is not because I don't want to reach out, right, or text or say to this person, hey, um, how are you? I find it thoroughly unnecessary at this point in time because I understand that God has to move things in and out of paths. It's hard, it is a hard lesson. So let me take it out of relationships for a second. And let me put it into the context of, again, yourself. So as children, we're under control. And a lot of us try to get control as we become adults. And we try to move environments around so that we have control. 
But one of the things that is missing is that control does not come from you. Control, hmm, let me put it in a better way because what I'm saying is, it may seem a little convoluted. You can't control anything but your mind. And that's the thing you have to focus on controlling, your mind. Trust me, it is so hard for me to get control of my mind because I can tell myself a thousand times not to do something. But if I want to do something and my mind is set on doing it, it's going to do it. And my brain is like, don't do it. But then my mind is like, go ahead and do it. I believe there's a difference between your mind and your brain. I believe your mind is connected to your wants and desires and your needs. Your brain can see a situation and go, uh, maybe I don't go over there to that alligator that looks very, very hungry. Your mind is gonna say, I wonder if I go over there by the alligator that looks very, very hungry. <laughs> can I go over there that hungry alligator? Your brain's like, no. Your mind's like, mm, I wonder, let's see. Oftentimes trying to get your mind and your brain on the same wave is difficult. And I believe because people think the mind and the brain are the same, this is where we have the problems. Your brain takes in all the information. It tells you where the danger signs are. It tells you where the red flags are. It tells you yes to go forward, no to stop. Your mind that's connected to your heart, that wants to get that pleasure and that desire, or wants to get fulfill that need, that hunger, your mind, oftentimes is telling you yes. Now I know there was a song by R. Kelly, my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. But that could be why he was out here pissing on little girls because his brain wasn't functioning with his real mind. Now, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a PhD. I'm not a scholar um, in philosophy. I, I hold no degrees in those genres. But I will tell you, this is something that I'm almost convinced. I'm not even almost. This is something that I believe in. Your mind and your brain are not the same thing. And I think when people say, I have something on my mind, you got something on your mind or you have somebody running through your mind, you have something worrying your mind. There's a, there's a difference between your brain when you have thought, your brain can only tell you whether something is feasible or not. Your brain knows that when you see a red light, you were supposed to stop. When you see a green light, you are supposed to go. But when something is on your mind, mind is connected to a emotion. Mind is connected to the spirit. Mind is connected to the heart, in my opinion. 
because your brain knows there, there's no, there's, there should be no emotion connected to your brain at all. Your brain is just there to tell you the things that it has learned. It has learned something's good, it has learned something's bad, it has learned something's harmful. But your mind is taking all these things, it takes a little bit of what your brain is telling it, it, takes a little bit of what your heart is telling it, it takes a little bit of what your spirit's telling it, and it's making decisions. Now, if this is becoming even more convoluted, then let's just get rid of the idea of mind. Let's talk about heart. Let's talk about soul. Let's talk about why we do certain things because we don't have control of our minds. I know I said I was gonna take mind out of it, but you can't. I fell in love once against my brain's better judgment. I did. I'm not saying it was a bad decision. I've been in love twice. I'm just saying that my brain knew going into certain situations, this may not be a situation that I should go into because a lot of things don't add up. but I followed my heart and I followed my spirit. And in doing so, I found myself, and forgive me as, as I talk through this and, it, and I'm taking my time because I didn't write this out. I didn't plan it. I just wanted the spirit to lead me to have this conversation with you guys. There were things in my heart and my soul that connected with hearts and souls, but there were things in my mind, hmm, on my brain, in my brain, that said no. Now, I'm not saying that the brain is always right. Sometimes the heart can lead you to the right places. But sometimes the heart and the brain don't agree, and the brain will tell you something that doesn't make any sense. Like for example, if you're a woman and you, you're, right, you're a woman, you're a highly educated woman making six figures and you run into a man who is an ex-con with 10 kids, barely making ends meet and you meet this man and against your own brain, your heart feels something for him. He may be a kind man, he may be an attentive man, he may be a strong man, he makes you feel secure, loving, he's a loving man or he's a supportive man. And so now your mind, your heart, your spirit sort of takes over and goes, well, we feel this man on a different level. And it doesn't make sense that we should be with this man, but it feels sense, right? It don't make sense, it feels sense. <laughs> and so some women have been in situations like that and they have gone on to regret that they did not listen to their brains, that they got into a situation that made no sense and they were left to pay the price emotionally, sometimes financially, um, sometimes to the detriment of their own careers, relationships with other people. 
friends, family. And then sometimes that woman with all the pedigree I just described with her and that man with none of the pedigree I described for him get together and it makes sense because it's love. You can't control how you feel. You can't control who you love. You can't control life. You can't control whether you're gonna come home safe. But you can put up precautions and parameters to give you a good percentage. So if I was to go outside my house right now and I wanted to give myself a good percentage, not that it's accurate, but a good percentage for getting home unharmed. I might not wanna walk out of my house at four o'clock in the morning and walk down the street with only a bikini on late at night past whatever men are out at that time and expect to come home in one piece. Now I could come home in one piece. I may just be fine, but the precautions that I will set is maybe I don't walk outside my house at 4 a.m. And if I'm gonna walk out outside at 4 a.m., maybe I put some clothes on. And maybe also if I'm going out at 4 a.m., even if I got clothes on, I take the precautions to look around. Maybe you carry a little something with you, a little pocket knife. I'm not telling you to carry pocket knives. I'm just saying, maybe you got a pocket knife. Maybe you got a, some mace on you. You know, maybe you got a, a bat so you can beat somebody over the head. But you can put things in place to sort of try to control the situation. You can try to stay home. Somebody could barge in your house and do something to you. There was a fire in my building, not even what it was a week ago. I had no control over that. There was a fire right above my floor and it was a rip roaring flat fire. And I had put all the parameters to make sure that I was in a good position if there had ever been a fire in my home or around my home. And I felt God speaking to me because there had been a couple of fires and there's five different buildings that's attached to um, my building, my apartment complex. And there was one around the corner, the corner building, and there was one right behind uh, me, I believe. And something said, you know what, you should get a plan together so that you can make sure that the cats, you know, you have a, a fire plan for them. And as much as I thought I had everything together, nothing worked the way I needed it to work when it came time for that fire to rip roar itself into my building. I was surprisingly able to get Brooklyn because he's the slowest cat into a carrier and he waited patiently, surprisingly, because he has anxieties. But I was not able to get prior 
prior scurried away from me. And I think because of all the noise that was happening outside and the firemen were banging, everybody has to leave their building, leave their apartment, get out, get out, get out. And there was a point in time where I was trying to get prior. I couldn't, he was rushing, he was running away from me and the smoke was coming in and I had to go. Like I, it was like, it was going to be me in Brooklyn to succumb because we were waiting to try to get prior. And I remember I went to my door and I was in a panic and I turned around and I had, took one ditch effort to get, move my couch to rush prior back into the bedroom where I knew he would scurry and hide. And then when he got in the bedroom, I closed the door and I ran and I got a carrier and I went into that bedroom and I grabbed him he was hiding in the closet and I scooped him in fighting all the way and I got him in his carrier and then I got Brooklyn and we went outside now by the time I got outside the smoke was so crazy and it was coming down the hallway and it was too late for me to get down the way that I needed to get down because they were firefighters there were firefighters right at the exit where I needed to exit right outside my door. And there were firefighters at the exit down the hall because they didn't know at this point, the fire was moving so aggressively. They didn't know where we could exit. So I'm sitting there with my two cats and carriers. There is a older gentleman that comes down. I mean, the man was old. He looked like uncle Ben and he comes down and he's trying to make his way. And he's like 90 years old. He's bopping, booping, bopping, bopping. My neighbors next door to me, they came out and then we realized, or I remembered that there's a woman on my floor who was wheelchair bound and she cannot get off the floor without getting on the elevator. And so as I sat there and I realized, I started saying to myself, Yami, you should have left, you should have left earlier, you should have left earlier. But I was very nervous um, about having that thought because I didn't want to regret going back to get prior. But at the same time, I felt like I had done myself a disservice and I had done Brooklyn a disservice because we were ready to go. I had no control in that situation. I had to leave it all up to God. And as I sat in my hallway against the wall, because we were being pushed back towards the wall, crying, upset. There was a part of me that didn't really think this was the end. There was a part of me that said, Yom, you have to give up control. You are in the situation that you're in. And until you can get clearance to get out that other exit, you have to sit here and you got to pray to God. <laughs> I had to put all my control in God's hands. There was a peace that happened and not even Three minutes later, we see a rush of firemen coming from the other end of the hallway where the fire wasn't. The fire was directly above where I was sort of pushed back at that point in time. And they said, okay, guys, come on, come on. You guys can come on. And I remember picking up the carrier and running down the hall. And then I saw the older man. I was trying to help him. 
as much as I could. And then there was a gentleman behind me that said he got him. So I, I went on down with the cats. And I get downstairs and my hairstylist, Troy, is, is outside. Uh, I call him, he comes outside and I'm able to go to his apartment with the cats. And um, about two hours later, I was able to make it into my apartment building. They still have the fans outside in the hallway from where they had to get up, get the smoke. When I think about control in that regard, I wanna tell you a number of things that happened that I had no control of, that I believe God put certain things so that I would not be in a situation where the day could have been a lot worse than it was, is I was supposed to have a COVID test that morning or that afternoon. And it sort of came about very last minute. Um, I'm supposed to tape a project and so I needed to go get a COVID test so that I could go on set. I wake up a little later because I had moved my workout appointment until the evening so that I could be prepared to go to the, um, to get the COVID test at like, I was gonna leave my apartment at noon. So I get up, um, I feed the cats earlier in the day and then I decide, well, I don't have to leave until noon and I move my workout appointment and I did go to bed a little late cause I was working on some stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll go back and I'll get a little cat nap and so that I, I'll wake up you know, I'll, I'll wake up at noon and then I'll just, you know, take a shower and then get to where I need to get to by like no later than 1245. One, 1245, one-ish. I just had to make sure that I was in before two o'clock to get this test done. And so I wake up at like 1130 to go to the bathroom. I think the cats have been meowing. And I wake up around 1130. I put some food down for the cats and then I go to the bathroom. And sometimes it's quite unusual for me to take my phone with me to the bathroom, especially when I'm sort of in a groggy haze. But I have my phone with me. And generally, I don't check emails until I'm fully awake because there's people sending you information you need to read. But that day, I had taken my phone with me to the bathroom to feed the cats and then went to the bathroom with the phone. And then I check my phone and then there was an email. And I generally, I mean, I have to really drum this into you guys. I said, generally, I do not check emails in the morning like that because I need to pay attention. There's always somebody asks me to do something or be somewhere or something I got to put in my calendar. So I try to be completely awake. But this message had come in and I have notifications on my phone and it said from the show that I was working, going to set to work on. Hopefully that still happens. It said, we had to reschedule your COVID tests um, because your date had been pushed back. And I remember thinking, oh, thank God I saw this because I wasn't going to check my emails and I would have gotten in the shower and I would have gotten dressed and I would have went there only to discover that I don't need the COVID test because I have to wait. So I see the message, go to finish going to the bathroom, I go back to bed or I'm about to go back to bed. P.S. I wash my hands. About to go back into the bedroom. I was in the bedroom, about to go back to bed. 
And I get a call from my hairstylist slash friend, Troy. Girl, your apartment is on fire. And I thought he was playing. I mean, not that I think he plays crazy games like that, but you know, it just, none of it made any sense. I was in my apartment. I didn't hear anything. I didn't smell nothing. I was like, stop playing. He's like, no, I'm not playing. Your building is on fire. Get out. And I was like, no. So I remember I said, listen, let me call you back. Cause I don't have time for these games. Now I was just about to go back into a nap. And I said, you know what? Let me call my doorman. So then I called downstairs phone rang off the hook. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. So as I walk out of my bedroom to go to the door, I don't even get around the little bin here to go to my front door. I hear everybody got their apartments. Come on, it's a fire, fire, fire. People packing up and I hear all this shuffling outside and I'm like, oh my God. So I'm in a panic. And then, you know, the rest of the story went down like the way I told you. I was so upset. <laughs> about that situation. And I was so distraught. And I remember I had the peace, the peace that everything would be okay, that God would take care of it. And I mean, I had the peace in terms of I was going to be fine. The cats were going to be fine. Um, I didn't even feel like the people that were whose apartment was on fire. I didn't even feel like they were, you know, generally, oh my God, those people, those poor people. I didn't even feel that. I felt a calm. But when I, when I thought about the situation, my brain really took a hold and said, oh my God, girl, that was bad. And then my mind said, oh my God, it could have been this and it could have, and it started running all these fairy tales and fantasies about what it could have been, what it should have been. And then I sit back and I have to think, God had his hands in this situation. At the very least, that day was not my day to go. That day, at the very least, was not my cat's days to go. Because it made no sense how I got an email right before I was getting ready to wake up. I was going to wake up like, what, 15 minutes later, 10 minutes later? And then I read an email that I would never read. I would never read an email in the morning like that for what? Especially since we're in a pandemic. No, I'm not, please. It's not even my business hours. But everything moved. Everything moved. So that we could be safe. Everything moved. And the way that it needed to move. I say all that to say, let God move. Now I can only vouch for my God. And I'm not saying your God ain't nothing. I'm just saying I can, you know, and whatever God's decision is, it, it is what it is. Sometimes, you know, we look at situations, we go, why did that happen? Why did you do that? And you may not know it in the moment, in the storm, but then look back on some of your situations that you thought were you would never be able to come over, never uh, be able to overcome, never get through, never be unbroken. And then you go, oh, 
that led to this. Control. You have to have control of your mind and your spirit so that when you have control of your mind and your spirit and you let things relax, God can do what he has to do. And I'm just saying he, because for lack of a better pronoun, I mean, not better pronoun, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying he, I'm not trying to do any gender this or gender that because I don't, I believe God is, he is a, uh, I'm just saying he for context, I should say. Uh, I believe God is uh, larger, bigger, grander, and more amazing than being reduced to a he, she, or it. So when I look back at the situation that I started off talking to you guys about, I realize I can want to be connected again and I can want to be have a chance to see if I can get it right again. But only God can determine that. And while I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't have my curiosities. I'm saying I'm tired of getting involved in my own life because sometimes getting involved in your own life gets in the way of God. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. I don't mean that you don't prepare for your blessings. I don't mean that you don't prepare to be the best you you can be. I don't mean you don't prepare to follow your dreams in your career, follow your goals, open your heart and your mind to certain. I'm not saying don't do that. What I'm saying is you do all that you can do and all the due diligence you can do to be prepared and let God be the one that moves. Get control of your mind because when you have control of your mind, you give yourself enough busy work to let God move. I hope you all have control of your minds. It is very hard to get in control of your mind. Because I always feel like controlling your mind, your brain, all that, right? We add those parts together. Your mind, which is connected to your heart and your soul, a little bit of your brain, a little bit of your heart, your soul, your spirit. If you can get control of your mind, that filter that filters out everything, your brain, your spirit, your heart. You'd be unstoppable. I'm learning to get into control of my mind. I'm learning to slow it down. 
and let the spirit move. All you can do, all you can do is all you can do. It's still not up to you. All you can do is all you can do. It's still not up to you. But you can ask God. the universe, whatever it is for you. To give you the desires of your heart. And if the plan is not to give you the thing you desire, that you will see and understand that the thing you got was not a thing you desired, it was much more than that. It was a thing that you needed. I promise this is not gonna be a religious podcast. (laughs) Although I get closer and closer to the ministry, I think, This is not going to be that. And I promise you, this is not going to continue to be a more tamed down version of yam. This is pandemic yam. (laughs) This is drinking detox tea yam. We will get back to the rah, rah, rah. And the hoopla, hoopla. And the shenanigans. But I wanted to talk to you today about control. And while you may not agree with everything that I said, and you may not agree with my comprehension of the difference between mind and brain, I hope the one thing that you will understand and get from this message today is that the most important thing, whether you wanna call it your brain or your mind, is that you get control of it. Because once you can control, your brain or your mind, whatever you wanna call that space, the more situations will start to work themselves out. So until next week, hopefully I'll be back with some gossip. Um, We look forward to the inauguration tomorrow. Hopefully they don't get jazzy and and handy and jazzy with that child because then I'm going to be coming back next week with more shenanigans. God willing, we're here. But be prepared to control and keep in control your mind so that others don't control you. All right. I love you guys. I'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week, God willing. Hopefully next week, again, like I said, we may be doing these every other week, but for right now, until I decide to do every other week, I'm going to keep plugging ahead to do every week. So please like, share, and subscribe me on Live with Yamanika on YouTube. You can follow me at Yamanika on everything on social media. And until next week, God willing, love you guys. (laughs) This has been... Written and raving with Yama Mika.